Welcome, one and all. You're listening to Interverse. My name is Chance, and I've got a great episode for you guys today, featuring the return of Clint Culberson of LordsOfConsciousness.com. You can find everything he's up to, as well as his fellow content creators at that website. Look for that in the links in the podcast episode notes. I also recommend you go follow his YouTube channel because he puts out a plethora of interviews and features with really cool people. It's basically a similar type of vibe to this show, actually. He just brings on interesting change makers in consciousness and creative pursuits and uh, a lot of music, a lot of artists, a lot of writers, a lot of other YouTubers. You'll find a lot of good stuff over there. A lot, a lot, a lot. I like to say a lot, a lot. So thanks for listening to Innerverse. I'm really appreciating that you're checking it out right now. I hope you don't mind that I need to ask you to go subscribe somewhere. Follow me on SoundCloud, subscribe on iTunes, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That would actually be hugely helpful. And if you really want to get crazy, go check out patreon.com forward slash interverse where you can subscribe for some rewards and help make this show better, especially because I need some new equipment and you're just the people to help me with it. I appreciate all of you who are already doing so. And that is all I've got for you for this intro. I think that Clint speaks for himself very well, and we should just jump right into our conversation. And don't forget to watch LordsOfConsciousness.com because I did a three-part video series with Clint yesterday when I was recording this episode. Then that should be coming out over the next two weeks where we talk about some really fun stuff. And we'll describe that a little more in the episode. So thanks for listening. Don't forget, you are the source All consciousness comes from a non-local infinite source outside of physicality, and that's your consciousness too. Together we can change this dream that we call shared consensus reality. All that it takes is the knowing of who we truly are and the will to apply that knowledge into right action. So like I said, thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys very much. Love you all, and I hope you enjoy my talk with Clint Culberson. Don't forget to check out the episode notes to see what music I've picked for this episode and see links to all the stuff we talked about. All right, here we go. like everyone to join Clint and myself here in the present moment and please direct him your attentive and intentional energy. Let's all welcome him to Interverse here. Clint, it's been a long time since you're on the show, feels like, and I'm really glad we're getting to catch up tonight. We just did Clint's show and it was a blast, so you'll also have to look out for that. That'll be kind of a part one of this combo. But yeah, how's, how's life, Clint? Yeah, check out the we did we did a three part segment uh, on our on Lords of Consciousness the YouTube channel. We're on Facebook, LordsOfConsciousness.com. We did some really cool topics. We covered uh, Jim Carrey's comments about the new iPhone. We covered the uh, some a study that um, was done that a man woke up after 15 years of being in a vegetative state. Um, all started, you know, regaining consciousness again. And then we also covered the uh, the the um, 
Oh, the, the, the uh, mummy, alien mummy discovery in, in, near Nazca, Peru. So check it out. Chance himself has given some incredible analysis on those topics, man. And it goes along with what you, his work that he's doing um, with his documentary that him and his, him and his uh, queen are doing. So, okay. aliens, man. Aliens. I'm doing awesome, man. I'm doing really good. So, I'm sorry, I wanted to preface that. I mean, this is a, this, you don't get anywhere unless you do a little promotion. So, um, it, and we have to. So, um, I'm doing awesome. Things are going really well. I've had a really busy summer. I'm working for a farm right now, doing, uh, running their farmers markets. And it's been exactly the skill set that I've needed to, to go down and learn and, been able to hang out in the mountains of Northern Arizona over the summer, uh, you know, living like a snowbird. I live in the Phoenix area. So, um, it's hot as hell here in the summertime. And so anytime you can get the, get a break from it, then consider yourself lucky. So I've been hanging out in Flagstaff and Sedona, which are some beautiful places. And so it's been awesome, man. And I've really been able to kind of further understand the local movement, buying organic produce, uh, the, the power of farmer's markets and, you know, bring the power of keeping your money in local economies and what that does, man. If you want to stick it to the man, man, and then buy and support local products man, that are, that, that, you know, your neighbors are making and producing. Dude. Yes. That's so cool that you're involved with the farmer's market. And I, I cannot tell you how much fun I have going to the farmer's market once a week. It's actually, it's kind of like going to a music festival and going to the, all the rows of vendors, except it's just local cool people that make mm -hmm. the best bread ever, or they've got chickens that are heirloom chickens that are taken really well care of and mm -hmm. nobody gets hurt. And you know, you know, you can get, yep. you can get deals there too, man. Uh, it's kind of, at least in my area, it's definitely not true that you have to spend an exorbitant amount to eat organic the way that they get you uh is on that prepackaged box stuff whether it's organic or not that's always what's mm -hmm. expensive but anyway um buying buying fresh produce is a, a super fun experience at a farmer's market i highly recommend anyone in the springfield area to go to the local ones here because they're awesome and you mentioned Sedona. I also wanted you to talk about where you just got back from because I know that you were involved with an event mm -hmm. in Sedona just uh, recently. Yeah, I, uh, I did an interview about six months ago with a guy named uh, Tolek, who is a representative of the Andromeda Council. Um, and he invited me to MC, like help MC an event uh, that he was putting on called 2017 autumnal equinox celebration and, and there was some really awesome speakers uh chief uh, golden light eagle was there uh james gilliland was there tolek himself who has quite a following was there and there's you know there's many and several other names that were the speakers that were, were were fantastic and um it was a, it was a really uh, it was a it's, it's always expanding to hang out with the star family you know and I think that all of us have different roles in this, in this existence. And I, you know, I, I always call my star family a bunch of freaks, but I mean that in the most endearing way possible, man. And I'm so glad that freaks uh, are willing to, to be freaks in the, even in the, even in the eye of, of, you know, ridicule and dissent and, you know, just negative uh, uh, reactions from a lot of people. And so people who are having, 
um, experiences. Maybe they're not always authentic, but I really do believe a lot of them are having authentic experiences with something beyond this dimension. And so it's, and for me, even though I haven't really had, um, um, well, outside of psychedelics, have never had in a sober set, uh, mindset, like some, some contact experience or some connection uh, with something uh, extra dimensional, I am, I'm open to others having it. And I find that the, the dialogue that they share, the wisdom that they share from it um, is something to take in and with an open mind. It doesn't mean that you have to take it on as your new religion. Hell no. But you just keep taking it on and, and, and let it benefit your life um, as you want, you know, and, and as your personal experience changes, then it'll evolve, you know, and I'm, I'm open to having uh, a deeper connection with um, uh, galactics, if you will call them, as they call as the, the star family calls it to, as well. Um, but in the meantime, I'm happy to just cover their perspective uh, just from a media angle. And, and I, I, there's some, my heart tells me um, that there's something there. And maybe there's some bullshit too. I'm willing to say that too, but like anything that you and I produce with, with Interverse or Lords of Consciousness, it's, there's always the little, we should just have it on the bottom of the screen that says, you know, um, find out for yourself, okay? At the end of the day, these are just perspectives. So just just figure it out on your own. Make, create your own roadshow, like Terrence McKenna said. Um, you know, and what even the smartest guy on this planet, what good is his perspective to you in many ways? You know, create your own. Everything so yeah, there little, you go, man. Dude, yeah, that was that. That's great, man. Uh, I totally am with you on everything you just said, honestly. Like, there's a little bit of bullshit in everything. The Earth itself is probably some form of excrement of something bigger, for all we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, everything grows out of shit anyway. Yep. So, oh, yeah. um, that being said, I'd rather hang out with somebody that was completely making up their view of reality authentically and creatively based on the way their heart felt than somebody that just took hook, line, and sinker everything that the culture is trying to indoctrinate and program us with. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's more fun to party with? Who's more fun to talk to? Who's more fun to get a hug from? Freaks, man. Like, the freaks <laughs> are the best. Like, exactly. Um, I, People just such living cool authentically, book. man. And even, it's different. It's I love different, man. I just, what are you tapping into, dude? I'm, I'm curious. And I, it, it just, it goes beyond even the extraterrestrial community um, it goes, there's, you can go into a lot of different things. Just, uh, there's a lot of music out there. I mean, you're into it. That, that that's could, could be considered fringe. I mean, I even the psychedelic there, music festivals are music festivals are practically a contact D experience in and of themselves. Sometimes yeah, I man. Mean, sometimes yeah. you meet people and you're just like, this person's not from around here. They have like uh-huh. crazy body paint and some weird costume and mm-hmm. their eyes are glowing and you don't know, like <laughs> they're cool though. <laughs> Absolutely. Music, music festivals though, for me, that's sort of my uh, star family, I would say, because mm-hmm. there's a great, a great group of people in both sub communities, uh, a core of people that are actually trying to find ways to take action based on what they're learning in these communities in their own personal lives to enact change and therefore, mm-hmm. you know, heal the reality. So uh, how do you see that playing out with the star uh, people communities like what kind of actionable things do they uh, achieve besides getting together and talking about Pleiadians? Yeah, you know, and one of the things I'm really impressed with with in, in my exposure to um, these kind of events, you know, and we, one of our best events that we cover for our website is Contact in the Desert, which is kind of like the granddaddy of them all, and 
Joshua oh, yeah. Tree every every May, and I mean it's contact especially is like a it's it covers you know the conspiracy side of things. It, it's a, it's also um, it also brings in the spiritual side of things and everything in between. And one thing that even this weekend that I experienced is that uh, there's always you know, they go out on the outer branches, right? You know, the real far outer branches, you know, I mean, talking about past lives and God, it's just, it's almost, my mind gets a little blown by it. And it, it, I, I lose my footing with it myself and I, I can't go there all the time with, you know, on those outer branches. But I do find a lot of the speakers there and a lot of the, I guess you call them elders in the, those communities are always trying to ground, bring back, you know, to the middle here, bring back to earth, bring back to the trunk of the tree and in, in reminding light workers, energy workers to, you know, you got to take care of business too. And one of the main messages in this weekend, which I love, because this is truly the essence of who I am is, is this connection to nature and how all the, I mean, chief, uh, chief golden light Eagle, who's, you know, he's one of the big elders in this community. He, he said over and over, you know, and all he's, you know, he would go off into some, tangents that I can't, I just, I couldn't even go, you know, 13th dimensional beings and bubble, you know, go explaining them all. But then he, at the end of the day said, but none of this matters unless you're reconnected with nature. And this is the, really the big thing that will, that will help your life. And, you know, there was also another uh, speaker uh, who, who really brought home this idea of, Hey man, you got to handle your, 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 your healing work. You know, so many of us want to heal the world, but we're, we don't want to heal ourselves. And that's why a lot of light workers and, and healers are, are so they're not reaching their potential as a healer because they're, they burn out, you know, they burn out because of all the bullshit in their life. You know, it's kind of why in, in, in the healing world, in this world, um, people who've had to leave the system, but uh, get so stressed out by the physical world needs, you know, by paying the bills in a sense. And then, and then, you know, you and me have talked about this in, uh, in our, on our last uh, uh, interview together, um, this, uh, this, this um, evasion to looking as money as a tool to help their life and, and, and use it as an, something that empowers them. And that can reduce stress in their lives, you know, and which will only enable them to be a better healer or a better channeler or whatever the hell you're called to do. Right. And so just coming back down and really handling your business in this physical world, handling the, the, your healing work that you've, that you need to do within yourself, you know, like you've, you, you said in our uh, interview for the LOC, um, it all comes back to personal accountability, man. If you're not really being accountable for what you're doing, um, then it doesn't really matter. You're not going to heal that many people. You're going to heal one Z, two Z, tens people. Instead, you have the potential to to affect thousands of people if you really sharpen your tool. And actually, to be a little more specific. I would say it's responsibility more than accountability. I think you're okay. always accountable, whether or not you want to own it um, in your own mind. Every, you're accountable in the eyes of creation for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. Whether you, whether you, I mean, it's kind of like every time I get buy some at the store or the credit card. I mean, I wish it did. It's it always gets marked down, man. I I'm gonna have to pay the bill at the end. Yeah, um, the accounting and, is always there, dude. That's really where the the biggest boulder in the way right now for me is, is like 
how do I get off the dollar? How do I no longer need to be depending on the mm-hmm. dollar? So I guess like cryptocurrency is probably an avenue for that. But then the other thing would be being more um, able personally to access my own resources. That's something, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I should just come hang out with you for a few months and learn all your permaculture gardening. Uh, um, I'm, a, I'm such a student myself, dude. I'm well, like, yeah, that's a good way to teach though, right? Or a good way yeah. to learn is to teach, I should say. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it, that's kind of my own path. Is like this I'm, part of half my half of my creative energy goes into well, I don't know about half, but just a certain percentage goes into doing this media, but another and another part goes into you know putting food on the table. Um, and luckily, I'm doing it in a really cool way. That's kind of that's kind of helping me in the world that I want to go into. The other part is to you know, and we talked about before is this creating food forests here in, in the desert, you know, helping turn the desert green. And that's something I'm mega passionate about. And I find that to be my direct line of to spirituality is through this the connection through this planet and, 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 and tapping into the guy in mind uh, and the evolution that we're experiencing on a collective um, as cosmic seed spreaders, baby. And I really, I really firmly believe that we are as human beings, you know, we have this potential to be a parasitic uh, organism, but we also have this insane potential to be like maybe the most cooperative species there is and the most like beneficial species that there is. And I, I don't know, I think many people are waking up to it and I'm seeing it even right here in Arizona where the, there's these gardening groups that are exploding, man. People here in the desert are catching on to this thing where people are, you know, planting all these trees and growing all this food in their own backyard and they're growing tropical trees and, and, you know, they're really getting into the returning to what once was in many ways. And, but even better because now we do have these technologies that can help us grow more efficiently um, and just do cool stuff, man. I would never have done before. So it's not always to hate technology. I mean, technology's led us down a negative road in some ways, but it's also, of course, freed us. So, and it's only going to continue to to do that. Man, you inspired me just right there to really rethink my five year plan, so to speak. Because you know, I have this kind of imagination of I'm going to uh, eventually not need to work the job I'm working at anymore because I can start supporting myself on like web design and things like that. So mm-hmm. freelance work, graphic design, what have you. But uh, that, you know, I never had imagined a next step from there, you know. Mm-hmm. I And now I'm thinking like I would only want to be taking a step towards what you're describing uh, being spending more of my time contributing to the spreading of cosmic seeds, as you put it, not just cosmic seeds in people's ear holes, but also in the ground in holes mm. where I plant some more food in my region because like there's homeless people even in my town is 180,000 people town, lots of homeless people. Yep. What if they could just walk across uh, the median and there's a raspberry bush growing there and they could eat some raspberries and they'd be all right. Like why shouldn't there be food growing everywhere? Can you imagine what yep. planet earth would be like if, half of the population stopped what they were doing and just started doing what you were doing and cr- aiming to create food for us, how fast would the earth transform? Well, and, and you think to, uh, you know, and this gets into 
uh, economic theory, I suppose, and you know where we allocate our our resources as a glo- as a as a globe. You know, I mean, I'm a firm believer that our economy is really based on um, this like a materialism model where we're all most of the jobs are really just worthless. Like we're we're really just being it's like busy work, just creating widgets for each other, a bunch of worthless shit. Just think about junk mail. Yeah, all the junk I mean, mail that comes. How many in. people are employed in that world? Exactly. People whose job is to create trash and send it on a truck driven by the fuel that's made from the blood of the earth mm-hmm. across the world to someone who's going to then throw it into a, a, a can, which will then be put into a plastic bag, which will then be put on a truck and driven to mm-hmm. another place and thrown into a pile of other garbage. Like that is the most insane shit that that's someone's daily life. Uh, <laughs> I mean, whoa. And that's a, a lot of people making widgets, as you put it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, really, if they were, you wouldn't need to spend all that time trying to make money selling widgets if you were spending that time growing your own food, because what is most of your money going towards anyway is food. But actually, uh, what you're describing economically is the scarcity model that is uh, really prevalent now. And I actually came across some information recently uh, connect some to someone that you recently talked to, James Perloff, uh, regarding mm-hmm. alternative uh, history of World War II. And mm-hmm. anyway, I guess there was a huge wealth um, vanishing right at the end of World War II. Are you? Did you have you heard of this? Mm, is this? Uh, I mean, is, are we talking about um, you know basically? I think uh, it was Roosevelt that was taking the gold from the people, like pretty much mm-hmm. it made it legal to even have gold. Well, that happened in the United States and it was illegal okay. to have gold. So no one had gold anymore. So that was a huge theft. But what also happened was in, and I'm sure this in Europe, Hitler was stealing all kinds of gold, treasure, artifacts, everything he could get. And the allies got that when <laughs> the allies, the United Nations, the dark occultists, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> um, yeah, <right. laughs> in, but what I was getting at the, is in Asia, Empire. Japan actually had stolen everything they could possibly steal from all kinds of neighboring countries throughout Asia. Golden Buddha statues that were three tons of pure gold um, to having stolen all the wiring out of every villager's house and every town that they came through. And it's crazy how much wealth they had. And anyway, apparently the Japanese buried all this wealth in underground vaults in the Philippines, 170 something odd booby trapped underground vaults where they buried the construction workers inside the vaults because they didn't want them to ever live to reveal the location of them. Crazy shit. And well, you know who got a hold of the gold? It was United States. <laughs> yeah. So well, anyway, Philippines is basically like a like a territory vanished. of ours. All that wealth vanished to the black world, the black ops world. So that's mm-hmm. why there's like that's why there's so much more scarcity than even makes sense. I mean, I understand creating a scarcity model out of a debt based currency, but it's even worse than it should be because there's so little real things of value. People have everything. Uh, everything's trash in people's minds. Everything's disposable. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, think about it. We throw away half of the food that's even grown on the planet. I mean, it's just really a a distribution problem. 
And, you know, based on the way we've set everything up, so half of it goes to spoil. And yet there's places in the in the world where people are, are, are struggling to even eat. So obviously we got an issue with this model and it's, it's all crumbling, man. And that's the thing is, especially when you see our current, this, this fiat currency system that is on its way out, I'm a firm believer in that. And I mean, maybe it has a couple more death rolls in it, but um, I, you know, and I think it's completely being held up on a, on, by just, just because they tell us it's, it's, it's still alive. The numbers don't even make sense. I don't really even think our, our, the, the stock market itself is totally dictated by supply and demand or even the actual success of the, you know, the actual financial numbers that companies are reporting. Most of it's speculative. A lot of it's even being, you know, altered by big money, big money spenders who will buy and sell or short stocks just to dictate the market. You know, people who own like 40% of, of certain companies who just dump stuff and with gold as well with, with um, hard assets and things like that. And you, and you start seeing how it's just all being propped up. And what, what the cool thing is, is even though this is so much of it seems like a, something we should all be really nervous about, you know, my gosh, the collapse of the dollar and all this stuff. Um, well, let's just get busy with the solutions. And I think there are, you know, growing fruit trees in your backyard is not going to feed the whole world. It's not going to probably give you 100% of your, of your, you know, health and nutrition needs per se. It'll, it can be a percentage of it. And depending on how much land you live on, things like that, you know, you, you, you can at least get a, like a decent percentage, right? But there are methods to changing the, the way we've done industrial agriculture as well. You know, I mean, there's, there's permaculture on a commercial level that, 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 that they're on a fringe level guys are doing. But again, it's more about once we get to unlock the wealth of this planet, once I mean, once, once we're spending military budget kind of money on, you know, repairing, replenishing uh, this planet again, we're going to do it in a way that's going to, everyone will have jobs. I mean, we won't even call them jobs. People will love to do what they do. And it'll be really this rehabilitation of, of fixing what we've kind of really messed up. And so, I mean, again, ben, Benjamin Fulford, who is the uh, ex-editor uh, of the For of Forbes magazine, who seems to be one of these guys that has all these like mega deep connections. And, uh, you know, the, he's reporting on a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes. And he talks about this, you know, that, that once, you know, these, this, these Illuminati characters, whatever you want to call them, really the, the controlling class of this world is finally gets arrested because their crimes are all surfacing now. Um, but again, it's they not can't be arrested. They're the ones in control of the police and military, so there's no one to arrest them. Right. So, what, however, this is all going to go down, you know, and apparently there are, you know, Benjamin Fulford himself talks about how there are good guys in the United States military. No. Nope. Um, well, I don't believe it. I mean, it's, it's order following for money. Sorry, but go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Well, I'm being caddy. As of right now, of course, like, I mean, there's no evidence pointing towards this is even happening. I mean, other than just these speculative reports that, hey, there's something going on in the United States military um, behind closed doors that, of course, we don't see now. But there's good guys in these organizations that have seen the, the corruption and they've, they have their game plan, too. You know, no different than 9-11 took decades to plan well, there's guys inside of, uh, you know, in the Jordan Sather interview, we talked about this, but there's guys inside that are, are, have been planning 
um, you know, the unveiling too, you know, to fight against these, these evil forces. And so I don't think you can count on it. Well, I mean, I wouldn't count on it either. I mean, shit, what is, what can you and me even do? I, mean, I have no idea. It's not like you and me have some clearance where we could actually like create some coup against, you know, Trump or Obama or any of these people. I mean, that, it's like it's, the superhero. Okay. Think about the superhero that finally catches the bad guy. And they, they've never killed anybody, but they can't put this guy in jail because he's too powerful. And he's done horrible, horrible things. He's responsible for the death of thousands. The superhero is there uh, in that position of now do I have to kill him or what? Like it's a horrible place to be in, right? No, no one needs to get into that place. Honestly, all we have to do is we don't need the currency anymore if we're doing the whole creating food for us thing because – if our currency was seeds, you don't need any central bank to print the seeds. They happen automatically when the food is grown. And then you have something of real value. Thomas Jefferson, uh, whatever you think about him, I, I don't really know what I think about him. Right, but right. He, he would say, uh, paper is not wealth. It's the illusion of wealth. You know, like, so I don't know. I don't, I don't see any, I see sometimes people use their, monetary resources for good sure but ultimately all the big problems got to be solved on the taking individual action level and that's where the changes always happen well i mean shit there's not even even if even if you and me became president tomorrow and said all right we want to we want to put trees all across america or something like that there's there's not even enough people probably that know the skills like i mean there'd have to be a massive retraining program to even like get well and it wouldn't work because you can't have it come from the top it's like that'll never work you can't it doesn't matter who is in there you know like you can't just tell everyone okay now everyone be good (laughs) yeah i guess what i mean is i mean if somehow this hidden wealth can be unleashed upon the world. Now, I don't know how it's going to happen. I just, I I do believe eventually we're going to get there. I mean, I don't believe that that this dark, this darkness that's been kind of over, you know, ruling the planet. I I just don't think it's going to be here forever. And I think this is the time period where we're going to somehow, you know, vanquish it. I don't know how, maybe it's the galactics, you know, I don't have the fucking any idea. All I know is you're right. At the end of the day, it's it's going to be each one of us. Okay, it's a it's you're right. It's a bottom up thing. But if there is going to be any help from the top, we have to be ready. And if we get lucky, I mean, shit. If all of a sudden good aliens come out and go, we're we eliminated all the bad guys, guys. All right, here we go. Do your thing now. Okay, cool. I mean, but I'm not banking on it. Like you've said, I'm not banking on it. Do not sit around, you know, jerking off all day waiting for the aliens to show up. You know, you got to get busy. Got to get busy doing your thing. You know, be ready for them. They need if there if there is going to be some help from the top, then we got to do our part to be ready for when it happens. So, if somehow the Earth, if we do get this wealth unleashed, which there are again, there are a lot of reports that are that are saying that this is what we're you know when we're talking about the White Dragon Society of these characters in China, there are these the rich elders who own most of the gold and like a lot of the gold on the planet who are fighting against these bad dudes. I mean, of course they're gangsters too on some level, but I'm just saying we can rehabilitate the planet far quicker if we, if a lot of those resources were um, released. I mean, we have big problems I mean, we have industrial sized catastrophes all over the world. I mean, it's not just you and me backyard gardeners that are going to fix 
you know, hunt thousands of acres of swampland unless you have some major resources to pay those people who are not to pay people who are creating worthless widgets to now retrain and learn how to rehabilitate, rehabilitate swampland. We could do it so much faster. And I mean, again, we can't bank on it, but it's going to, I believe in the end that we'll probably will get a little bit of top down help. I think we are getting top down help. I think there are guys in the top levels that are doing good things. I mean, I even think, Vladimir Putin, despite his past, his gangsterism past, and I do believe he's, he ha, he's, he's, you know, the world is run by a series of gangsters and some of them are more evil than others. And there are some of them that have a little bit of consciousness in them. And it looks like Vladimir Putin has like kept peace in the world over the last, you know, couple of years, uh, especially in Syria, really calling out the bullshit that's taking place there with, you know, and so I do think we are getting some help at the top level. But again, don't sit around waiting for Vladimir Putin to solve all your problems. Get, get the hell out of here with that. You know, this is, yeah. this is, there's a storyline taking place, you know. What part of it are you going to be? Yeah, they're, they're all, all the other characters in the play are reflections of the author, just as you are. <laughs> so, and yeah i i think it it made me think a lot about qigong when you're talking about receiving top-down help and how in uh a lot of energy practices you can uh, you'll feel intentionally feel the energy of the cosmos entering you you'll raise your arms uh maybe lift your head back and you can really focus and become present and feel this flow coming in from above and go coursing through and down into the earth and I kind of think that that's the way that real higher dimensional help comes in. It gives you that second wind when you're running for your life. It gives you that. Uh, it gives you that that little nudge to actually correct the way that you said something to somebody that they um, were hurt by or something. You know, all those little pushes to be a better person. That's the higher dimensional help, in my opinion. And uh, honestly. It's true what you say that, you know, even a, a gangster and a thug like Putin can occasionally do something and act out of conscience. And that's true because all of us as beings are seeking to re to unify our self with our highest self-expression. And when we're in a state of separation, we feel pain. So everyone will, you know, even, a, even Hitler was trying to, in his mind, do what was right, even though he was completely wrong, very wrong. <laughs> but, you know... Uh, that's why it's important actually to even look at leaders like in those positions as people that can change and wake up. Um, but what they have, what we have to be focusing on waking up from is a complete abandonment of leaders and hierarchies, which means also that you can't put any faith in them doing anything for you at any point, uh, because that reinforces the externalization of your power. So basically, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. This is, I, I'm convinced that all forms of government are mind control and slavery, um, and only true personal freedom can come from external anarchy. Because if everybody was in a completely balanced state, there would be no need for masters or rulers. Just that there are truly no needs for masters or rulers. But um, we all have this fear that without them, we'll be somehow it's going to turn into an episode of the walking dead and your neighbors right, right. are going to murder you. But I, I always just ask a simple question like, okay, you just told, I just said anarchy is the only 
true form of uh, social harmony. And the person says, well, if that's true, what's going to stop me from just killing you? And I would say, why, why would you do that? Would you do that? <laughs> do you know anybody that would do that? Just because the rule was changed, would you just all of a sudden start raping and pillaging? Um, and if someone did, don't you think that it would be put, uh, you know, someone put a stop to it really quick? Uh, you know, it would sort itself out. I don't know. The police, for example, they don't tend to protect people from stuff like that happening so much as uh, catch some, like just punish somebody for doing something that's already happened. You know, mm-hmm. there's no superheroes out there swinging from their webs and catching a mugger right in the act. That is not common in any sense of the uh, in any sense of the word policing. You know, mm-hmm. so anyway. It's the it's the person that's walking by that could stop it that is responsible for stopping it and you know it's just going back to what we were saying again it's just always that personal responsibility thing. Uh, Don't I, you think though uh, that we are? I mean, we're experiencing a collective evolution. I mean, many ways we're really experiencing individual, but then we are experiencing this collective evolution where you're right. Maybe I think you're right that every man should rule for himself. You know, I mean, it should be, I, I, I agree. I mean, at the heart of it, I am an anarchist, you know, but, um, collectively, are we ready for it? I mean, it's, it's maybe some are, but I, I don't really think that everyone is ready. And I think that as we transition towards that, I don't think tomorrow we're ready to just go full on, um, full on whatever, like maybe you and me, well, no, we're not. I mean, shit, if, if, if we only were dependent on what you created right now, I mean, we'd probably starve to death pretty quick. But um, as we prepare ourselves, you know, we, and the rest of the world is, is hopefully waking up to this too. And a lot of people are. Uh, we're looking to become more self-sustainable. Um, um, but I, I think it's going to be a transitionary period, man. And it might even totally. be some good leader, some like maybe there will be some good leaders in the world who are helping like, you know, like diffuse the whole thing and work so we can finally get it to where the people rule. And if I know we've been saying that shit for centuries, right? I mean, there's been, this isn't the first time there's been revolutions. Are you kidding me? You know? So we're, we're, we're experiencing something that's been done before, but we are experiencing a part of the timeline that's completely different. I mean, this is, we've never had 2017 before with the, all the players at hand and then the consciousness of the planet and the technologies that we have and so on and so forth. So this is a, a unique moment in time. And I think, you know, it's very multi-layered. It's like, we can't, we have to be real careful to speak in absolutes because I just don't think anything's black and white. I think there's like literally two sides of every coin. It's like every saying that all government employees are, are of the dark. I mean, that, there's no way that's true. Right. And I'm not well, saying you, you not said like, that. I'm not, I know that. I know that. And I know in and of itself are, government is, is some bullshit. Like because you see the higher law and things. Well, but the I'm word just saying, government means mind control. I right. say this all the time, but it literally, literally, that's the definition of the word etymologically. So even if someone's not consciously acting out of a desire to control others, that is, you know, say a government employee, it's a whole, all, all of these things work by compartmentalizing knowledge and people only play out their small role in the hierarchy and don't have right. really awareness of the rest of it. So that's why I think 
I, I completely agree with you. I don't want to just all of a sudden be, have the plug pulled on me and not be able to uh, go to the supermarket and buy vegetables. But honestly, though, a great deal of the stuff I'm purchasing um, food-wise is coming from people who are local farmers and stuff. So to me, it doesn't seem like a huge far stretch to try to mm-hmm. imagine a situation where all that's done without any kind of like control structures uh, mm-hmm. governing it. And in terms of like, um, I, I know there's a lot of people that would definitely not handle it well if all of a sudden there was no more uh, social services and things of that nature. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not advocating pulling the rug out from under people, but I would say that on like a grand scale, the earth would probably be healthier, quicker, despite the harm that would come from the chaos of like the whole grid shutting mm. down right away. Like it would be, it would be good for the earth if it happened. It's not something I want. Yeah, I mean, don't I, I'm you a smooth Puerto transition Rico, type of guy too. <laughs> but don't you think uh, the people of Puerto Rico, uh, despite the absolute, you know, tragedy that's, that's taking place. And I mean, this, they, this storm, like pretty much like wiped out a major, major population base. And despite how tragic it is, there's a little part of me that sees this as like, man, in many ways, those people will be lucky in the end because they get, they get like a little bit of a clean slate, like wipe, you know, I mean, in some ways I wish that would happen, you know, as long as we could still live, of course, but, um, this is, there, there's a blessing and this is a blessing in disguise. I, I would say, you know, it's bringing communities together. Look what happened in Houston, black and white people together, helping each other. I mean, there, I saw all sorts of cool pictures of people, coming together and, and it's like, what a blessing, man. And, and chaos always seems to, to give birth to something, um, something else. And it has that potential to give birth to something far better, even if it means, you know, wiping the slate clean and, and freedom maybe- has to embrace the possibility of chaos. That's yeah, man. without the possibility of mm-hmm. chaos. That's the definition kind of of control. So well, we can't just keep doing, we can't just keep going status quo and, and changing it slowly within the system of this, you know, I, to me, as long as people are still getting paychecks, I just don't think we're going to get the mass awakening that we, we, we want. I think it takes what's happening in Puerto Rico for there to be mass awakenings, like where, where it grows really exponentially. Something has to be shaken up. There's just not enough people that are quitting their bullshit jobs and and, and, and starting a new life for themselves. I, mean, I don't think it has to be that way. I think like if there was all of a sudden true freedom of speech, if, if social media was less controlled and Google was more free and uh, the internet was like it was when it first was, you know, when first people started getting broadband and stuff, if the internet was that free with the level of consciousness that people in the truth movement are able to actually share now, um, mm-hmm. with, cause so many people, there's so many voices I come across 10 new people a day that are saying right. um, reality is a hologram. Everything is self. You can do anything that you want. Uh, God is love. The universe is inside you. Like it's everywhere. People are saying it, but it's almost like being, I'm only finding it cause I'm looking for it. You know, people don't go viral the way they used to. If we could free, if we could have the freedom of speech that the internet afforded us originally and just use it wisely, I think the people could wake up so much faster because, um, I do think that people are really skeptical and op- and open to really new interpretations of um, of reality at this point. I, I, the conversations I have with my mom, for example, we talk about reincarnation now, and uh, you know she she's always been a really open minded, loving person, but mm-hmm. um, has always been in the the box of 
you know, Christian belief system. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I think the more that we speak the truth, that's what is going to be the big catalyst for the awakening. But I also agree with you completely that the, the way that people come together in crisis is sort of like the, it's, it's like the backfiring on the dark occult. If they are indeed behind any or all of these uh, mm-hmm. weather manipulate seeming weather manipulations to me, it looks like weather manipulation. I mean, geez, uh, and the technology is not that far fetched to imagine by any stretch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the it's so it's like an alchemical crucible that forges our consciousness into a, a stronger, more refined state as, as a collective to have to go through those type of tragedies. But I personally would like to put it out there that I hope and intend for little or none of that to be necessary going forward and we can just do it you know right. with our talk with talking that'd be better i think uh i mean i think there's no doubt we've experienced like a, a, a true uh, uh transformation especially in the idea space you know and the freedom of speech that we've been able to have here in the united states specifically i mean in many ways we're the most brainwashed country we're the mo- in many ways we're not free but there is an element of living in the United States that is pretty damn free. I mean, I used to Uber drive a bunch of uh, uh, students over at Arizona State from Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, these rich countries. And they would tell me, if you literally say anything about the government, they will come and fucking arrest you, dude. They will come get you. And sometimes they'll, you know, there's, there's been plenty of documented cases of people being, you know, murdered over, over ever talking out against the government. So we, we are very blessed here. And I think in many ways, we're going to, we're going to hopefully continue to further that. And of course, look what YouTube's doing, Facebook's doing. I mean, Obama's joining up with Zuckerberg to, to, get, to fight fake news. I mean, fuck you guys. I'm sorry, man. Forgive my language, but it's, you know, we're going to have to fight against that. And we fought against, you know, internet freedoms and so on and so forth. But, with it's that really, said, man, here's why it's important. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, no, no, I, I, you can go ahead, and then I'll, I'm going to get into the idea space, and then the physical, actual, real world, where you know we're talking about food being made and the whole deal. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go, okay. We'll, we'll keep it in the idea space. The reason why it's so important, I think, to fight like hell and and never shut up about what we what's going on and fight tooth and nail any kind of totalitarian tiptoeing that's going on is because. I really believe that the way the, the natural laws of the universe work, the laws regarding human behavior and morality specifically, are that nothing can happen to a, a people that don't agree with it. And so that's why the United States has this mystical quality about it because at one point people came here with the idea of we're free now. No one controls us. This is our spot. We're totally free. And yeah, they weren't perfect at all. And in fact, they – completely mm-hmm. kicked out uh, an entire civilization and mostly inadvertently uh, a killed complete them. genocide a true talk about holocaust denial there you unbelievable go. so but a lot of that was through just disease which i'm not just it doesn't make it any better and in fact that's right. actually a, that's part of the fact that the people that came had such a low vibration i think that they brought those type of things with them However, by the way, a lot of people in Germany, a lot of the Jews died, not necessarily gas chambers, but disease. It was a lot of starvation going on and um, uh, typhoid and the whole deal. But anyway, go ahead. Well, they were also starving because the Allied bombers were cutting off all supply routes Mm -hmm. and uh, any kind of food trucks coming in were getting blown to smithereens by bombs. So they were being starved to death 
um, un- unintentionally, actually, uh, right. to a large degree. Now, I don't know what happened with all of it. I just know that people all over Germany were starving. So if regular people are starving, then definitely mm-hmm. prisoners are going right, to starve exactly. first. Exactly. It only makes sense. Um, <laughs> but what's what's going on in America is there was a point where the slate was sort of set partially set clear and freedom existed for a few people obviously it wasn't for everybody mm-hmm. um but people had in the their, old world people had in their mind that they had certain amounts of freedom especially with thinking and spirituality that mm-hmm. has since been slowly encroached upon over time and people have been brainwashed generation by generation to believe um in lies and to be uh giving away their spiritual and um natural freedoms Mm -hmm. and so it can't happen i don't really don't think it can happen all at once because people the the controllers so to speak they have to have actual people to do the their bidding you know so Mm -hmm. those people have to be progressively brainwashed into giving up those their freedoms one thing at a time and yeah i don't think that a completely free human just goes from that to total slave i think it's like a stepwise thing that yeah don't you think don't you think what we have right now in the present day is only a series of events starting from the very first deceit from, let's just say that Adam and Eve story is real. Okay. Let's just for, just for shits and giggles. It's the first time when Cain deceived Abel. And then it was this idea of like, when, when I always say this, like, if you're willing to use deception and lies, you have more options on the table than people who are going to not use um, deception and lies as part of the, their behavior, right? If you use deception and manipulation and lies, like you got, you got a lot more options on the table to gain, you know, dominion over others. And that was the start, right? I mean, it started with maybe one guy, a brother knocking his brother over the head with a rock and going, fuck you. I'm not going to take your stuff. And, and then, then, you know, thousands of years later, we have this story. We have, like this, this you know, bloodline families and the whole story, right? Um, and it seems like that's it's, but it's this story of humanity waking up uh, in its evolution, you know. To to we could have put a stop to the lies and manipulations in the beginning, but we were weak. We weren't strong enough to do that. We didn't stand up. Or, uh, uh, we, you know, we could have stood up from the very beginning to snuff out this kind of uh, behavior. But we weren't. And I think there's an element of to be human is to to overcome this slave master, you know, relationship and to truly come in. Maybe that's, you know, this is what the ascension is, is to transcend our our slave master relationship. But that is kind of inevitable. I mean, I, if, if you have a free will uh, world, you're going to have people that use deception. You're going to have a lot of people that don't, because I do believe most people are are good hearted people, but I think we also have free will to try and taste and touch and do, you know, whatever. Right. And of course there would be a a, a group of people that would want to rule and have dominion over others just because it can happen. And it takes, but I think it takes the schoolyard bully. It takes the schoolyard bully for you to finally see the power within you. And that's kind of the story that's taking place. And that's kind of why I said, Unfortunately, it looks as if the, the majority of humanity, you know, what people deem the sheeples, the masses, whatever, all that, those names, um, 
it just seems like people aren't going to do it themselves. They, they, it's just going to be chosen for them is what I, I guess what I mean. You know, it'll, it'll take the collapse of the system for them to finally snap out of it, you know, to, to no longer take their corporate bribes that they get every, you know, whatever it be. I mean, it, it, and that's what I meant by, um, you know, people aren't willing to take the jump um, and speak the truth openly, even though they know they have the ideas, they're learning, they're waking up consciously and they're figuring shit out, but they're still, there's the, the, the bus is still headed for the cliff, dude. I mean, it's until this materialism economy that we have right now is stopped, we're going to run over the cliff. We're going to literally kill the planet. So it has to stop somehow. And I think it's going to be chosen for us. And maybe that's what all these storms are about. I mean, hurricanes, I mean, maybe it's geoengineering or maybe it's mother earth saying, I'm done with this. I'm going to shake the fleas off. You're not going to just suck me dry, man. And I'm done with this. And, and it's going to, and, and there's going to be a, a retaliation in a sense. I mean, we don't know all the way what's exactly happening, but I do believe that there's going to, there's just not enough people that are going to choose it themselves. And it's going to, in many ways, it's going to be external events. I mean, not, there's no such thing as external. It's all connected, but you know, things that are like a hurricane that are going to be huge catalysts in, into the awakening of that, that big awakening we're looking for. And I'm, I look at it as a blessing, bro. Uh, I'm excited for it. And I wish we would have woke up all on our own. I mean, many of us have, but not enough of us have. And I, I'm, I'm, that's kind of what I was getting at. I, it just has to happen. Uh, we're literally, the bus is headed for the cliff. And so it's something it has to stop. And granted, I'm, my food forest uh, will, will help, but there has to be something else. Has, like this, the bus has to be stopped. And my food force ain't going to stop the bus. But that's why it, I want. That's why I have no desire to advocate any thoughts of um, hope towards leaders or governments. You know, like mm-hmm. because they're not going to stop the bus. No, none of them. Nah, are gonna uh, stop look the at bus. Trump. Trump yeah. surrounded himself with a bunch Dude, of he insane up, cronies. He slammed the pedal to the metal on that shit, and he's like guzzling. Uh, you know, beer mm-hmm. out of a, a helmet that he can wear it in while he's driving the bus <laughs> off the cliff. You know, it's like yeah, crazy. Biff, Biff from Back to the Future, man. Yeah, exactly. He literally is Biff from Back to the Future. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I just wrote this. I just wrote a piece. Uh, I mean, I, I say a post on my own Facebook page that talks about how I really believe Donald Trump is the best thing that could have ever happened to the United States. I mean, I believe he is the the wrecking ball that we needed. He's waking so many people up right now. He's forcing people to, to look at these things. I mean, his, because he's so out there and so outrageous, I think he's such a blessing. He's forcing, he's even forcing the racists to awaken and show themselves. Cause I think uh, in the last couple decades, there's been a lot of closet racists, but because, you know, we've had like this politically correct atmosphere um, it's kind of like kept everyone underground, but I think right you know, but it's, it's also great, radicalized this alt-right, alt-left thing into a full-on civil war. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be faced with it. I mean, dude, we have to face this. We have to face. Are we going to kill each other over this, or are we going to go? Hold on a sec. You know, are, are people like you and me who are trying to attempt to build bridges? And to depolarize the situation. I mean, when you see it from a spiritual lens, you you can see the middle ground and you go, okay, this ain't about who's right or wrong in terms of Republican and Democrat, left, right, up, down, whatever. This, we have to find the middle ground. We're all on the same team here, guys. We're all killing each other over nothing. The left, right thing is 
just a way of generating energy. The beings that harvest our mm-hmm. fear and our, our lower vibrational energy. And left, right is only one, one of the paradigms they use. They use it literally in everything. I mean, like you said, they muddy the waters and everything like new age. You were talking, you, we you and me were talking about does this, you know, there are a lot of negative things. There's been it, it, new age has been infiltrated. And I do oh, well, think it wasn't infiltrated. It was launched by the darker cult. If you ask me, I really think that there's people out there that just got stories handed to them and said, publish this under your name. And they, you know, and I think, and there's other people that took information from stuff like that and ran with it and created their own version of it. And a lot of them are doing also, there's no person that's all good or all bad. That's something I I fail to say all the time. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so even people with bad intentions in one place have good intentions in another way or what you would interpret as bad intentions, uh, are their good intentions, you know? So, um, yeah, I guess it's like the whole, it doesn't matter who is doing what, it just matters what we're doing. Honestly, judging, judging the external world is what really creates that fuel for the, uh, for the externalized power to control, I think. Absolutely. But like you said before, you know, there's the reasons why you and me even got into media is we felt this pull to kind of speak up. And I hopefully if you're going to speak up to you're going to be a voice that doesn't talk in absolutes. You know, I mean, I want to I mean, I want to be careful with saying the new age is totally all one like only derived from a negative source. I mean, I think. Right. I, right. I, I think that the new age. um especially in terms it's created a lot of these like ego characters, you know, it's created this like guru look out, you know, look for an external savior thing. But I think there's also an element of it that is pure and it has been, it has been guided by, you know, people who are operating from the heart. There are real teachers out there. I mean, go read, be here now. You will feel your heart awakening, you know, like it's, Oh my gosh. It's it's undeniable. So that's why to me, when I say if, if be here now is considered, um, um, new age, if Ram Das is a new age guy, well, I'm sorry, man. I, I can give personal testament, like truths, like spiritual experiences with my, in myself, undeniable by reading some of those words that I can, that did not come from some devil, you know, it didn't come from Lucifer or, or right. wolf in sheep's clothing. Like I had undeniable experiences. I mean, no different teaches than, a ways, he, but what he's teaching are ways to help improve your, your own consciousness and yourself. And he yeah. also tends to tell, you know, people to go out and f- fulfill their karma with their family and their friends and loved ones. And mm-hmm. in that you should be, you know, just being a good person. So like, Oh, those are really important things. It's just the aspects of the new age movement that get people to think there's no such thing as truth. That's a problem. Oh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you say you don't want to be absolute about things. And I agree to a large degree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, there's very little that you can, fully fully be sure about but there are some things that you can be absolutely sure about and uh, yes you know like that there is such a thing as right and wrong is the most important thing to be clear on for all of us because if all of us were clear on that then we would stop uh, choosing the wrong so much instead of just seeing it as oh it's right for me you know that's all and it's not I, I do it too I make plenty of compromise choices to on a daily basis like whether it's I ate a donut or, uh, you know, yeah, I, there's lots of, or I, I said something to somebody that wasn't cool, you know, like I, I definitely am not perfect on it at all. I don't, I hate mm-hmm. 
coming off as preachy, but I, I do like to be super clear because the, you know, the solipsism, the, the moral relativism, that is something that I fell into for a long time personally. And that's why like, oh, yeah. I see it as so important to uh, speaking. Well, it's kind of like being a skeptic, but then not leaving any room for any, any further potentialities. I mean, it's like, you can be such a skeptic that you're just missing out on some great stuff, man. You're missing out on the next steps of provable science by not being willing to even look. And like, if you're only going to, if you're a scientist that's only willing to look within the five dimensional, you know, five sense world that we live in, then you're just shutting yourself off. I mean, Nikola Tesla has this great quote that talks about, you know, when science finally looks beyond this dimension, then they'll finally get it, you know? And, 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 and Hey man, you, and it, we're going to, you know, we have to be careful that we don't go too far out on the branches where we, we haven't really done the prerequisites to go the, those roads. Otherwise we're going to make mistakes. You know, we're going to you know take our time at it, figuring things out, but man, it, you get, you just, there's this balance to everything. It's kind of like the universe, me, I am, I am the universe itself. And I am this little tiny, I'm everything and nothing all at once. Right. It's like that. Everything seems to have this nature of like, it all has to do with you. And then also it all has to do with just letting go, man, and letting the divine, that, that feeling of something far bigger than you. And of course, maybe that bigger than you is just you. But either way, like in this conscious moment right now, there's a letting go to something bigger than me that, that is something so beautiful. And then at the same time, it's like acting as if it all depends on you. You know, I think it's like both. It's like you're, you're an extra in someone else's movie, but you're the main character in your movie. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, you know, you're not God, but you're God acting as uh, Clint. You know, in a, in a way, it's like, Heck yeah, man, uh, that's although there is another danger of some new age uh, thought is that we are all actually God in totality. And in reality, it's more like you contain the essence of it. Um, you know, it's all spread out amongst all of us. You don't want it. You know, whatever power it goes too far. Sometimes you're right. I don't want people to limit their own value either, though, because that spark is within you. That means that you literally have limitless worth, limitless capability, limitless Mm -hmm. potential. It's just don't get ahead of yourself on where you're at. (laughs) You are still Mm -hmm. a human being right now. It's just you are a seed. We're we're not just cosmic Mm -hmm. seed spreaders. We are the cosmic seeds. So, yeah, you might be a godling evolving into um, mm-hmm. a more fully fledged expression of divine creativity. But if you aren't in, taking the prerequisite constant steps to balance yourself, which mm-hmm. like I said, I struggle with, but it's, it's definitely worth making the effort, whether it's your meditation or energy practices like yoga or Qigong, making the effort is what actually helps you, um, re, you know, get your frequency a little bit closer to a straight line, the um, dead on matching the source signal mm-hmm. and expressing it at all times. And then I guess maybe then the, the illusory world would 
fall away before your eyes and you would suddenly lift up into a magical five-dimensional realm where you can fly <laughs> and you can shoot flowers yeah, out of your fingertips and it's can't amazing. wait man <laughs> mario mario bros style you know i i do i think we really truly are infinite beings having a finite experience i mean at the end of the day there's still these 24 hours in a day i have to fucking sleep for eight of those hours like my body literally crashes out after a certain amount of time. So, you know, do I have, do I have the, the power of, of source energy within me? Yes. But I'm have that energy. I have source to, to accomplish what I'm going to do in 24 hours or in a hundred year life or a, whatever that be. Right. And I think, you know, sometimes when you go too far down the rabbit hole of like, I'm God and that kind of thing, you set your goals up to be so ginormous that man, you just crash and burn, man. You don't, you literally crash and burn, you know, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to become the president tomorrow, but you haven't even, you know, taken a law class, you know, it's like a truly spiritually yeah, awakened you know. being would never seek to become president. Ever. Well, you know what I mean? It's just kind of that idea of like, if, if you want to grow, um, you, you want to grow a food forest, but you don't know shit about soil. You know, you just want to yeah. go buy the trees and start throwing them in the ground. Don't know nothing. I would yeah, say, like you, you said, you have to do the prerequisites. You can't change the world if you're if you can't clean your room. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, or cleanliness is godliness. I they used to say that in my Mormon days, and there's there is actually a truth to that. So yeah, because you know everything small is a reflection of the large. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, the, it is. It's been a fun conversation, Clint. I I think that we're probably hitting around the hour yeah. mark now. So let's do it, man. This is um, great. This has been an awesome conversation, man. I think something stuff that uh, really needs to be said, and I I, I'm, I hope those that are listening are really benefited from it. I hope so too. I hope it's not just me preaching about right and wrong all the time, but I got to repeat myself endlessly because, as I was telling you before, the word dictator means to repeat endlessly. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the truth has to be repeated instantly. We are source consciousness. We are infinitely val- We are infinite energy, infinite potential. Um, no one is greater than another. All is one. You know, we got to repeat all that stuff over and over again because eventually, maybe someday, I'll be able to say stuff like that to uh, the person in the office next to me at my job, who I never talked to about this kind of thing. It's almost like mm-hmm. being uh, undercover superhero or something when I'm uh, at my job, (laughs) you know, because like I know these people as well as I know other people in my life that I talk to about this Mm -hmm. stuff all the time. So, you know, we got to bring down these barriers. I'm speaking for myself, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure we all understand uh, in our own lives what that means. But Clint, tell them where to find your stuff, dude, because your stuff is exploding lately. You're doing such a great job. I love every video I watch. It's uh, super enlightening and I always want to get that person on my show. Absolutely. Well, so please check out Lords of Consciousness, uh, our, our YouTube channel. Check us out on Facebook. We're we're uh, been adding a lot of like a you know not a, we've been actually um, sharing some other content from other great sources and of course you know sourcing them as well. But you know we're not we're we're not here to make a bunch of money and become rich and famous off this at all. I mean, r- truly, this is something that's coming from our heart, and we're really wanting to um, get this out there and. If I can just say this, check out Lords of Consciousness. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, all this great stuff we talk about, man, just, you know, you, you just said it right there with uh, your friend at work. Just be a light in, in the life of, of your, well, your own life and the light of, of, of others, you know. Maybe instead of trying to make a bunch of, you know, have great, I do this at work, you know, instead of focusing on my sales numbers, 
focus on how many smiles I can, I can uh, distribute, you know, make people smile today. And, and just spread love to others, man, more than anything else above all else, above any, even, even truly like truth kind of uh, stuff, understanding the reality of this world. Well, that's important. More that than all anything. comes with love. Love will bring that about naturally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, be there for people in your life that need it. You know, there's people that are hurting. Fucking get there and take to do your part in 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 propping them up in their moments of weakness. You know, like that's that is what I think what will change this this thing yes. more than anything. And, that's the and, definition of personal responsibility. You're responding to what's in front of you. It's exactly what it means, yep. man. You know, like um, if you're it's like if you don't pick up that piece of trash on on the sidewalk, it might not get picked up. <laughs> it, yeah, you see yeah. it and take care of it. It's just yes, little and start little making and it. Stop waiting for someone else to clean the shit up in your in your local park. Just do it. <laughs> you know, like be the best brother, be the best sister, be the best mother, father that you can be. Man, be the, be be there for the people that are literally in your world. Forget about this electronic world and all the friends you have all over the world on your Facebook or on your Instagram. I mean, that's cool and all. And even what we do with this YouTube, it's great, but dude, nothing is more impactful than what we do right there. And and with the people that are in our lives every day, like you and your wife, the love you generate between each other is far more powerful than any podcast you and me can even do, man. People will see that love in a grocery store and that might change their world. More than anything we're saying about the Illuminati, right? Yeah, and the problem with so. podcasting, the problem with podcasting, man, you nailed it. I, about 80% of my motives for podcasting is I want people to think I'm cool. I can't help it. I'm still working on, my, really working on it, but it's hard. It's a hard. Hey, man, we are cool. We are cool. It speaks for itself. You're, you're so. cool. You're super cool, brother. Uh, you're inspiration to me. You're one of the people that is, to me, a guru at this because I, I looked at your path as the steps that I could take to go forward whenever I was um, as of yet unbegun with my podcasting journey. And uh, mm-hmm. it's always a blast to catch up with you. I, as, as usual, I think we should do it more often. Yeah, um, let's do it. Let's do definitely it. check out our, <clears throat> our segments, guys, the stuff we did on uh, Clint's show before this conversation, um, because I thought there's some real gems there and we talked about some super interesting topics. So mm-hmm. I'll make sure. Yeah, and they're, and they're in the shorter notes. content. So, I mean, one thing I think you and me both want to do is create some more like shorter content, you know, 10, ten minute video. Diversify. Yeah. Diversify the portfolio. So <laughs> I love interverse. I love what you're doing. I love how you, you support uh, the work of others in your communities. And you're always having great musicians and artists that aren't always heard of on a big level, but like they're doing some awesome stuff, man. And I love that you shine a light and you, you're, you're helping your brothers and sisters out and, and it's beautiful, man. So thank you. I have you, a rule for myself that I, I have a rule for myself that I only book a guest because I legitimately want to talk to them or express Me their too. message and not because of their following. But whenever I do get a guest that has a big following, I get excited. <laughs> so I'm glad yeah. you were on because your, your followers getting bigger and bigger, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. We want to, we want to keep it bigger because I, we want to get it bigger because I, I think we're really saying some cool stuff and I, I we're, we're shining lights on some pretty awesome um, awesome, whatever you want to call it. I've learned it. a lot from watching your shows, man, especially, uh, certain ones are, are extremely informative. Like that James Perloff one. Mm-hmm. Wow. That guy, Yeah, man, you, you want to hear about the alternative history of world war two. That's going to really mm-hmm. blow your mind. Um, it shouldn't surprise you that you were lied to about world war two, by the way. I mean, everything, everything, yeah. everything. So, 
Okay, love well, you, we brother. Up. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, love you, man. Dinner. Um, this has been a fun time. We'll talk to everyone next week. Thanks a lot, Clint. Love you, dude. <laughs>